I am 31 years old and I got blessed this year at 31 years old uh, after looking for a very long time. I think I started looking at around 18 or 19 years old. So definitely like more than a decade. <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the MatchNet podcast. We're doing changing up a little bit. I'm hosting Yana Johnson, Director of Blessing and Family Ministry. And I am so excited today to be interviewing Yoshie Manaka. You may know of her. She's a social media manager for Family Fed and also recently blessed in April 2022, this past blessing. Yoshie, I wanted to give you a little chance to introduce yourself to the audience and we'll get started in our podcast topic today. Okay. Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yes. My name is Yoshie, as, as Yana said, I am the social media manager and you've probably seen me doing some recordings in the past. Um, I am 31 years old and I got blessed this year at 31 years old uh, after looking for a very long time. I think I started looking at around 18 or 19 years old. So definitely like more than a decade <laughs> of experience of specifically like being in matching processes or like the, the perspective of, um, you know, like just meeting somebody or like the, the reaching out on the websites and stuff. I have many years of experience of that. And then just the one experience of being like matched and blessed. Um, and so, I don't know, I'm, as far as like married life goes, I'm very, very new, <laughs> but I feel like a little bit of a, um, I don't know, like, anyway, like an expert when it comes to like being single <laughs> yeah. and looking for, for your potential spouse. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, Yoshi, because that's one of the biggest reasons we're interested. I feel like there's there are many of our listeners and those in the audience that have experienced like going through the matching process and looking for someone for quite a long time. And I have to say, I've said it to you when I see you in person, maybe they can see it through the screen. I'm always like, you're glowing, Yoshi. Marriage looks <laughs> so good on you. So um, just so happy for you. And I feel like we're going to dive deeper into what those years were like, you know, from 18 to 31, going a little more in that journey, because I, there are a lot that are um, in a similar experience and situation. So I think it's, I'm so happy and grateful you agreed to be on the podcast and we can take time to go through this and um, yeah, what it's going to be for our audience and those listening. So I think, yeah, excited to be here. And definitely if, if my experience can help anybody, get there a little faster than me, yes. <laughs> it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's so many questions <laughs> want to ask, but I think it is kind of nice to, to just get an overview of like how you met, introduce your husband now and how you met a little, and then we'll, we'll go a little deeper into like kind of going backwards in um, what it took to get there, you know? Sure. So, yeah. How did you? Um, meet? And who is well, he? I don't think we. <laughs> <laughs> um, my new husband is uh, named Matthew Breland. He is from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, he's thirty years old, um, and was blessed before. Uh, we met. Uh, actually, I mean, I think that we've kind of 
you know, we're both pretty involved in, in church things, but, and so we've been at events together, um, but never actually met <laughs> until we were wow. introduced. We were actually introduced um, by shout out to just son Doherty. Um, yeah. It's a, I mean, like that, that's the short version of the story and the long version is much longer. Um, but I mean, once we started talking, I even kind of, I was, I was staffing a Cranes Club event, um, like just like a year and a half before we were introduced. And I realized that I had even like taken pictures of him. We were at the same event and I took pictures and it did not register that he was there. <laughs> so mind blowing. <laughs> Until afterwards. Yeah. When it's time, it's time, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I gave you the short version. The long version is, again, like I mentioned, I had been looking for more than 10 years. And um, I think maybe two and a half years before we were introduced, a lot of things started happening in my life, a lot of big changes. I started working for the church. I started uh, attending classes at UTS, Unification Theological Seminary. Um, God seemed to kind of be taking my life and just like steering it for me at that point but I also really felt like the thing that is not moving in my life is matching and blessing and I don't know why I'm trying I want it and nothing is moving and it got to the point where it started to feel a lot like God needs me to prove to him by like more uh, effort than I ever thought was necessary <laughs> that I really want this and I'm serious about it like it needs to be, be a priority in my life um, and so I I started taking it even more seriously and I was very lucky to have like you know a coach in Naokimi at the time and uh, Chrisantia was my matching supporter um, and uh yes just kind of like this this is how like my main focus and everything else is a little bit more like less of a priority and I guess because I work for the church um I felt pretty supported also professionally to be able to do that um anyway <laughs> we can talk yeah. about what some of those those practical points I think yeah. a little bit later so, um, like one thing I wanted to ask you just about that I mean, you're going in, these are the two years you sort of noticed a significant, and is there like one example or experience where you felt like God was, like you said, you sort of felt like God was wanting you to prioritize this more and show that this was really serious, more effort than you felt. Is there a specific moment you remember that or what kind of shifted that for you? Two years, we're talking about, this is when you were like 29 or? Yes, yeah, something like <laughs> yeah. that. So it's been almost, that's like over 10 years from starting from 18. Yeah, and yeah just go, dive a little deeper there because okay. I am how <laughs> um, felt for you or what you realized. Okay, so again, it was, I was receiving coaching actually through UTS um, with Naokimi and he was helping me kind of work through and put some goals down that were related to my career and my job. And I felt 
I was surprised at how kind of liberated it felt to be able to put like these, these like tangible goals um, to, to what I was doing in my career. And I was like, wow, this feels so effective. <laughs> Can we do the yeah. same thing with my matching process? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I kind of invited President Naokimi <laughs> into my matching process. <laughs> he is now president. He wasn't at the time. Um, and to kind of like dig through and figure out what, what was blocking me. Um, and some of the things that came up was, you know, one was just kind of a I was just really petrified of uh, rejection, I think. And I would, I was more comfortable being in the space of like, it's not a no, but it's not a yes <laughs> because you're not asking and you're not taking action, but it's safe because it's not a no. Um, and it's, that's a really dangerous place to be in because you can be there for years. Um, wow. So the, like a no is actually, this is a big thing that I learned, I think along the way, a no is like a great thing because it's it's like substantial and you can, it's a data point and you can move forward um, much more quickly if you have a no. Wow. Um, so like, I think becoming more comfortable with no's was like so scary for me, but it was so necessary for me to be able to make any effort on my own part um, to find somebody. Yes. So anyway, I'm <laughs> talking to Naoki, unpacking these these things that are keeping me from, uh, you know, moving forward and uh, and he said to me, I think you need to practice your pickup lines. <laughs> And so like, yeah, so I went to a 24 plus kind of um, thing. Again, things were just lining up in my life so that like I happened to be, you know, like having consistent phone calls for six weeks with Naokimi just around the same time that there was a 24 plus workshop and I went um, with this kind of homework to, you know, uh, like approach people myself. And I think, I think we even put like a number of four people on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was really about like, I need to practice, you know, having this difficult conversation. And I didn't actually end up approaching four people. I approached one, okay. um, <laughs> but you know, it didn't even matter who that person was and what that person said. Um, it was the act that I was breaking through this, this thing that, that I was like pushing up against, you know, yeah, totally. um, and really proving this was the point where I really felt like I was proving to God that this matters to me mm. enough that I'm going to like work harder than my, um, like what I think my boundaries are, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and honestly, the minute after I, I like sat down and had this conversation to, with him. I um, I was walking back to kind of collect my sleeping bag um, and it was in California and the sun was like the hot sun was shining and like there was a breeze through like, like the desert flowers. And I really just felt this moment of like, God is so grateful to me mm. for doing this. Not just me, but like everybody else who was at this 24 plus 
the fact that they really believe in the blessing and and want this kind of you know eternal commitment <laughs> and yeah. enough so that they traveled here and they're going to have you know this kind of intense awkward time <laughs> you know yeah. everybody is making effort i felt so clearly god's gratitude for me and for us for trying um at that moment that's yeah. so beautiful <laughs> thank you for sharing yoshi i feel like there's so many um relatable points in that and also like bringing in God's perspective in it too I feel it's like yeah just for trying you know I think sometimes we can be so much pressure on ourselves not doing enough or this or that but just the gratitude for trying mm -hmm. if if you were like thanks for I think that specific experience really helps to get like what what you're talking about there and if you were to say it in some like general for people what, what were like beliefs and skills that, or qualities you developed that really served you well in this like matching process experience? And I'm sure, I know that you had like that distinct moment leading up to it, but also maybe along throughout the years um, yeah. that sort of helped you open up, even saying yes to coaching. You know, a lot of those things are not easy to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Going to 24 plus, it takes a lot shout out there will be one this year in person so i think time. i actually you just agreed to be one of the the staff couples that's awesome so <laughs> some of you listening can meet yoshi in person <laughs> yeah so um but those are not easy steps and that's what i want to acknowledge like there's a lot of ways i'm sure people feeling they've been putting themselves out there they're they're doing those those steps or you know trying to prove their um seriousness about it and still, how do you keep that momentum? Because it's it's like there's, you know, you do feel a little bit of an expectation or like, okay, what's going to happen next? Or I don't know. So it kind of, what helped you, beliefs or skills, things like that, that mm. sort of process that? Because, yeah, I think it could be a lot. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of different things. Um, the first thing that jumps to mind is really like being clear in your own value and who you are mm. to God is so important. Um, and it helps so much, especially when it comes to having, again, my fear, my fear was rejection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the mindset of rejection is is the wrong place to be in because really we're all on the same team we're all trying to find one person you know and if it's not this person it's a good thing you know and like wish each other well on your journey to find your one person but we're we're on a team just trying to uncover who the right person is for each other um and so the the honestly i think <laughs> maybe this is going to turn into a 24 plus like commercial <laughs> Um, but like the practice of going to a 24 plus was really helpful, um, in, in figuring that out because, um, it's like high energy conversation after conversation. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of potential and possibilities, but it can be really like overwhelming and, mm -hmm. and, um, like you have to really like wear your sense of value like armor oh yeah <laughs> in yeah. that in that like situation um and so the 
the more kind of practice I had <laughs> with meeting people and talking to people, um, the the better I got, I think, at, at really feeling like we are on the same team and we're trying to figure this out together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, that, that's a big one. Um, I think in the same vein, the early stages of a matching process don't have to be so serious <laughs> because mm. of this, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You just, you're just getting to know somebody and just kind of seeing what they're like. And um, I think, I think I've seen it a lot in my peers, this kind of like people put a lot of um, importance in the first couple of steps, you know, like maybe like they, they read a profile and they, they feel pretty, like it's pretty promising. Um, but you know, they didn't, their parents didn't even reach out to this person yet. And they think like, this is the one, (laughs) you know, like, um, and so I think there's a certain level of, I think self-protection in, um, just like being a little casual at the very beginning, like, yes, pray a lot, but don't put like, you know, an eternity's worth of um, importance on on those first couple of steps because, like, you're just trying to meet somebody, you know, um, and figure out who they are and whether or not it works with who you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I think that's so key to like. I'm always saying this, but I feel like you're giving the concrete example of like, what are ways you can just take a little pressure off of, you know, whatever the areas you feel you're getting stuck. And I think approaching people rejection these are all they're very it's very real it's very challenging on your value and everything but how to ease that up because there's you know yeah I think it's a big deal eternal partner is a big deal not to not take it seriously but also exactly take off some of that pressure you know right I do have a couple of other points I think now that I think about it a little bit more and maybe I can tie it back into my long story of how yeah (laughs) sure sure I mean, that's, it's cool. Um, it's good. It's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I had attended a 24 plus, uh, the first, uh, online one actually. Okay. And I, I met somebody and we were in a process and I think I learned a lot through that process. Yeah. So I think in that process, the things that kind of were that I decided I needed to put in place during that process were really helpful um, and and interesting tips. And I would continue, if I were still like going through this, I would probably continue to put these in practice. Um, We we did the the question sheet really early on and then, you know, decided to get into a further process. Um, But I started to feel a little like this is feeling really casual. Um, and I don't want things to get casual. I want, I want to be intentional here. Yeah. And I think putting structures in place, um, to like, for instance, we, we would like do like a hundred K reading, um, at the beginning, beginning of every call. Um, and we had scheduled call times for, you know, a few hours, two times a week. Um, and we didn't really, we texted, but we didn't like have any kind of other calls outside of that. Um, so then we had stuff to talk about, you know, when, yeah, we, when yeah. we kind of like came back together and met in person uh, or met met online, I guess. Um, and uh, 
we also started reading relationship books together just to kind of like once the 40 questions were over and we were you know kind of thinking yes there is potential here there's still so much that you need to learn about a person before you can kind of decide that you know forever is is a good idea <laughs> um and so the relationship books again helped us both kind of keep learning about ourselves mm -hmm. and each other um in like a structured way and be able to kind of talk about oh oh like I read this thing I think I see that in myself um and kind of talk about how potentially that could work um with another person uh so that's a tip and a skill <laughs> that yeah. we continue on the other thing that happened in that process was that I was really communicative with my parents about it and I felt like we were on the same page um, from the start and and I was also very honest with him about where I was because um what I felt basically was that he was more committed and like in it than I was at the time and I wasn't I wasn't it was kind of scaring me because yeah. I wasn't sure if I could get there um, and so putting these structures in place allowed, allowed me to feel like safe to kind of continue to explore, even though like I knew that there was kind of a, a kind of big difference in feelings and, and being able to communicate that with him was really important and being able to com communicate that with my parents was really important. Um, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, and then in, in my, you know, following process, which ended up being, you know, the one that worked, a lot of those structures actually carried through and, and made, mm. made it to be a really kind of stress-free process, I think, because the structures were pretty clear. And I could kind of come and say, like, this is what I have already been doing. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, it's easy for us from PFM to be like, the structure is this to support you. Like, I feel like we can't that all the time, but it's so nice to hear how you use that, like intentionally in your way and that the safety it created, because I think you're, you're, you're touching on so many points and questions that come up of like someone is more interested and committed and ready and how do you still explore it or not and what to do and exactly. Yeah, because, um, because I mean, for you not to like make it like I don't know, restrictive, yeah. but it, it creates a space to work within. Yeah. What were you going to say? Being ready for the blessing, I think is one thing. <laughs> and right. then, but, but when you're faced with like an actual person in front of you, it's always going to be kind of like a, a big question anyway. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and either it's a yes or a no, but either way, there's, there's going to be stress you know and it's going to be scary yeah so those structures i did find ended up being very very helpful yeah in in my process with matthew we um i think it was a little bit a little bit different i was a little bit more i felt pretty free and, and safe from the beginning mm. and he he felt very strongly about like we should do the seven months mm, um, matching okay. process you know, like, because, <laughs> because the, the handbook says so, basically. <laughs> but the closer we got actually to that seven month point, 
the more kind of nervous I started to feel, even though mm-hmm. I like already kind of knew that he was, he was a good person and like this could be a really good thing. Just the the concept of like a yes or a no made me more and more nervous and made me grateful for waiting for the seven months. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many questions. <laughs> I mean, I think the, well, it, like as you're saying that the nervousness and then how your own challenge with um, rejection. I mean, one of, one of the questions I've got here for you was like, I guess I want to ask them now and you can weave them in, but Okay. Um, thinking about our audience too, like, what would you tell your younger self to help through the matching process? I think we've touched on some of these things here, but I like kind of an overarching and also something you had to overcome in order to find a match and get, mm-hmm. go to the blessing. And you touched on these already. And I just wanted to, because I feel your, um, these specific examples with the last two matching processes you went through and the structure but also, you know, feeling those feelings of rejection was such a big thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I feel like we're all getting a glimpse of like the ways that you, you grew through that. But also now it's easier, it's nice to reflect on it looking back. I think a lot of people feel like, oh yeah, it's easier, it all makes sense looking back. But again, in, when you're in it, in it, um, as a younger self or like the biggest thing you had to overcome. It sort of all makes sense now, but I know that you know well, cause this was for so many years. Um, yeah, kind of stepping back even before things started to get more clear or you, you honed in those skills. What were the things you wish you would have told? Maybe your 18 year old self, right? Yeah. <laughs> that younger one. Um, cause there's so many things I hear you. I'm also in my thirties, I feel like I, one of the things I love about getting older is you do learn to like take a little pressure off yourself like it's more natural <laughs> yeah. to do that in something mm-hmm. but I feel like when you're younger or you've you know you've been through 10 years of looking um so yeah if we can go a little into that space of what what would you have yeah knowing what you know now kind of mm-hmm. hold your younger self Gosh, or the biggest yeah. thing you felt you needed to overcome oh man different examples are gold yeah. here it helps um I think my the way that we went about me and my parents going going through the matching process went through many iterations and evolved a lot okay. um over the years because at 18 I think it makes a lot of sense for the parents to be very involved in the process um and they still were the older I got, you know, but there was a certain point where um, they didn't know anybody anymore. Yeah. We had kind of exhausted the resources, the websites, everything. And they kind of came to me and they were like, you know, you know more people than us. And so we um, need to rely on you to kind of make suggestions now. So um when was that? Can I just ask? Uh, 24, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 24, 25. I, you know, I'm after college, I moved to New York. And so I, I had like a different um, kind of circle than my parents had at that point. And it's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so what would I tell 18 year old Yoshie? 
I think that I would tell her it's okay. <laughs> mm. um, because I think that, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I had this like, this knot <laughs> in my stomach, this kind of like fear and insecurity knot. And I had been in processes and, and like, it, it was like an intuition, like, I don't think this will work kind of knot. And I think I had it in pretty much every single process I was in until the last one. Um, but I mean, the truth is that like, it wasn't even really about, you know, the, the brothers that I was in processes with, right. It was, it was that I think I knew that I needed to work through who I am and be good with who I am before I can like present that to another person be like, here I am. Do you want it for life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I think at, at, if people are really honest with themselves, they know what those things are that they need to work through. Um, and I just didn't really want to, I didn't want to look at it mm. um, until it was really clear that nothing was going to move until I did start looking at it. Um, for me, uh, for me, really what it ended up being was like who I am to God and what my, what my relationship with God is, what my personal mission is in my life that needed, God needed that to be clear hmm. for me. I don't think it's the same for everybody, but that was, yeah. that was the reason why things weren't moving for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once that kind of was something that I was comfortable with really looking at and like being un like, I was uncomfortable in this process, yeah. but like accepting myself, then things I mean, then it like the rejection didn't matter so much because I knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of also knew that not everybody could fit with this because this who I am to God, the things that I like the best about myself, um, really like for me are closely tied to faith, and not everybody will get that. And I really want to be like truly understood, and yeah. that's important to me. And so somebody who like um, kind of like vibes, you know, with that, like, yeah, started to become like really important. So actually, I think maybe my, my priorities made it so that the pool that I was looking at was smaller. Like I got more picky, um, but it was clear that mm -hmm. these are the things that are kind of non-negotiable because it's who I am, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah. So I think I would just tell myself my 18 year old Yoshi that it's okay. Um, and I think, I think I would encourage myself to try to do that work faster because mm -hmm. I, I do think that I'm the one who's responsible for dragging my feet on this thing that I kind of knew that I needed to kind of digest about myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah not easy though I think for many no. right it's it's really yeah. it's a lot of like layers and and I I was something I remember because we've chatted a bit before <laughs> like yeah. before the podcast and yeah that feeling of just like you you touched on it about feeling stuck or just not moving forward and I don't know that kind of space being in that space for a while 
Um, part of it was because of the fear of rejection and working on learning your own value. But um, if you're able to just share a little bit more about, because I, I do think that's something that a lot of people feel. And there's a lot of, everybody's situation is so different and there's a lot of different factors. Like COVID is a whole other, uh, brings another layer of challenges that's already, you've got to do a lot of things to sort of put yourself out there and go through. But um, yeah, I don't know if it goes into like, this is the biggest thing you had to overcome, but in that space of where you felt like you were maybe, I don't, I don't even think the word stuck is the best one, but it was more just like not moving maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, right. um, can you just go in a little bit of like, what was going on in your mind then? And what you wish, like, it's okay. Is that what you'd wish you would say? Or to those who are feeling that right now, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. What, what do you, yes. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to them? Cause I, 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 I really, I think we're going to have you on again, <laughs> because there's so many <laughs> other things that were coming up, but I'm trying to okay. narrow in on this for this episode, because I think, yeah, it, it speaks okay. to a lot of experience for many. And um, if you're stuck, I think, yeah. I think the two most dangerous things you can do, one is stop making effort or like mm -hmm. non-action is the most dangerous thing that you can do. The second thing is falling into negativity, oh, <laughs> you know, boy. yeah. like there's nobody out there for me. I'm unlovable. Nobody has, you know, like ever um, approached me. Like, I, I think, I think the, this podcast talks quite a lot about, um, what do you call them? Like limiting, limiting, limiting beliefs. beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, like work through the limiting beliefs, but like bringing that kind of like element of negativity into the matching process just doesn't help, you mm. know, um, it won't, it won't get you somebody sooner. Um, it'll just make you like every interaction you have will just like you'll you'll just kind of feel a little like resistant or um anyway yeah uh upset <laughs> about it yeah. and you don't want to bring that energy into like a beautiful blessing anyway so like let go of that negativity <laughs> mm. um I had some rules for myself uh in you know even before things started moving in my life. Um, one was you're not allowed to complain about, you know, how long it's taking if you're not doing absolutely everything in your effort to change that, yeah. <laughs> you know? Ooh. And so some of the things that I was doing, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And there's always more you can be doing, right? But anyway, I feel like that applies to every doing. area of life. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm, you're talking to me now too. Like, I think there's other uh, yeah. areas. Be right right but like you go to all of the retreats you know like the 24 plus the online the in-person yes those but also like are you going to church are mm. you you have to be seen if you're single people have to know that you exist you know yeah um are you going to yeah like retreats or or like young unificationist gatherings there are a lot of things I, I think I saw um, on Facebook, somebody's organizing like a singles um, game night game online, night. you know, yeah. like 
take advantage of the things that are available to you. Like, you know, yes, the website suck, but is your profile actually up? Because if your profile isn't up, then you can't complain about it. You know, is it updated? (laughs) Do you have a nice photo of yourself up there? You know, like even I'm the social media manager. So like, even for me, a little bit of it is like, are you active on social media? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then the other rule that I really saw a lot of people kind of, you know, a lot of my peers in my life, they get into this place where they're like, they hate it when people ask them about whether or not they're single. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, because it, it, it feels like an attack, but it's not like, people genuinely love you and want to like know that you're happy and you never know where the connection is going to come from. That's a right? good point. So mm-hmm. I got like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like the nosy auntie who's asking you if you're matched yet, be nice to her, tell her, no, I'm looking. If you have any thoughts, let me know, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Because you don't know like who is looking for their son you know, or their, their nephew or somebody that they love, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, that's ultimately, I mean, again, long, long version of the story. I was, I was at, um, a Yayam summit and I met Justin Doherty for the first time there. Uh, and I was talking to Leighton and Chris, you know, his, his wife, Christentia is my supporter. And, you know, he was like standing with a goofy smile on his face. Like, I'm just thinking about all the people I love in this room and how I'd like to see them married. <laughs> um, and so I like, I'm talking to him and Justin walks over and I'm single. And so I say, oh, we're just talking about how to, you know, get me married. And he was like, oh, you're still single. You're such a quality lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for like seven people right now. And so then he just like asked me a bunch of questions. Um, you know, like, what do you think about third world countries? What do you like education level? Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about somebody who's been blessed before? Just like question, 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 question. And then like mm-hmm. from that, he kind of had somebody in his mind and he didn't actually like connect us for another year, year and a half. Um but it's because I was, you know, I was making it known that I was looking, (laughs) you know, I was showing up to the, you know, the things I was giving my time to all of these different organizations. And, you know, because yeah, I was like, I thought it was important to be there and be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up is a huge part of the work. I know there's a quote like that. (laughs) (laughs) Percentage. This has been so awesome, Yoshe. I, I wonder if there's any last words you want to wrap up here. I've, I've, I think there's parts of your story that I think would be great to go into more again. So, and I'm sure we'll hear it from the audience um, to hear back. If there's any questions, please send us your questions. You know, these podcasts, we, this podcast is driven around questions. So what are common questions coming up in the matching and blessing process? Also, if you love listening, please spread the word. If there's someone you're thinking of who would really appreciate this specific episode, like send them the link, you know, over text or messenger. Um, This is really here to serve you and also connect to MatchNet. So you can find out more in the links below. Um, But I want to hand it back to Yoshie. Huge thank you. And if there's any final words you'd like to say, um, yeah, take it away. (laughs) Yeah, my final word. (laughs) And it's a lesson that I've learned over like the last 10 years. I think 
anyway, God wants you to be happy. Um, yes. Keep going. Yeah. And also when you're looking for somebody, just remember that God wants you to be happy and you're going to spend a lot of time with this person in the future. And so you better enjoy their company, you know, like that, that I think, especially in the early stages of the matching process is, you know, when you're trying to keep it light, yeah. do we enjoy each other's company? Do we like, can I imagine 80 years of this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but God wants you to be happy. So let that be your kind of North star in this whole process. At you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.